You're listening to a Midlife Less Ordinary, the weekly podcast giving you the lowdown on becoming a cool older dude. The good times are not a faded memory. It's time to start living them again. And here are your hosts, Wayne and Trev. Welcome to this, a midlife less ordinary, and I have the South End where beast of podcasting waiting to come in. Here I am. Is this because I've got a furry face? It is. I'm sorry is to be so stereotyped, Trev. It's cute. I've got a cute face. But there is, is a reason furry. for it. There is a reason for it. There, there is, is a reason. I'm yeah, trying to keep is. it in keeping. Yep. Uh, yes. you're, well, you're the where beast, Trev, and I'm Wayne. Yep. Uh, yep. This is a midlife yep. less ordinary, as always. Uh, and this episode yep. is entitled indie horror movies with danny thompson now danny thompson funnily enough is not a man exactly, exactly. <laughs> people would think oh it's danny thompson yeah it's a fella it's, oh, it's, not, a no, fella. it's not a fella it's not a fella <laughs> it's not a fella no you can check that no. for yourselves but yeah. da- danny thompson is the uk's premier screen princess you try and say that after a glass of Stella um yep. and she really is she's in a, a prolific number of uh, indie horror films Trev um and yeah, she is. Uh, obviously we like our horror movies don't we she's not just an actor though is she no Producer? she isn't she's she's a model presenter writer. I go a writer a blogger uh this 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 lady is busy this list is like toilet paper it, it is could just go on and on and on <laughs> I'm gonna mention it to it. her I'm gonna I'm gonna Rolls mention it, it to her because Rolls it is yeah. really prolific but she if you look on you know, various places online. She would be classed as the UK's premier screen princess. She's a regular at the Horror on Sea, which is actually uh, in, in our, our, hometown, in our hometown. hometown, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Which is a, a showcase for independent horror. Have you been to that, Trevor? Yep. Haven't you a few times? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, I've been around. Not it. as the werebeast, um, but... No, not, I, I, no, just I, visiting. I, not ripped up clothes and ripped up jeans and like howling mm. around corners and <laughs> cocking my leg up. After I've been to the bar, that does times, happen. I've heard. It does happen. It does. It happen. does. It does. Yeah, <laughs> scratching around, not looking for a like, little kind of bit of litter to kind of, you know. <laughs> but but let's, it's true. But let's let's make a big deal about this because you spoke, we listened. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had, we've been accused of being a bit blokey sometimes. I can't imagine it, trip, yep. but we have, haven't we? I tell you what, I don't. I think we're sensitive. Yeah. Um, you know, you wouldn't associate with blokiness. I think we're. Oh, you know, I think we're very, very good, really. Like we that. are I good. Don't think there's a, and we don't yeah. want to but alienate is, anyone, do we? But, no, this is uh, a landmark, though, for the sexist. Yeah, and the sexist, it really is because it's, it's a crossover. Of, the subject, I guess, you know, would would appeal to yeah. a very manly subject: horror movies, independent horror well, movies. Although a lot of ladies like horror movies. They do. They do. They like being scared. So everyone get your wives involved. Scared. Get your husbands involved in yeah. this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone likes being scared. Yes. Don't they? Yes. I'm you know? scared when I even if you think you don't. Yeah, you're, you're scared now. I'm just scared I'm, of interviewing you know. Danny Thompson, really. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's taken me all day to get the bottle. Nah, she'll be, she, I think she'll be a lovely lady. I really do. So thanks for joining us today, Danny. Your CV, I could I could spend all night going on for your CV. Your your model, actress, presenter, blogger, the list goes on and on and on. Um, <laughs> you have a prolific number of acting credits to your name. I think there's over 50. Mainly in the role as a screen princess, which I believe is you're the UK's premier screen princess now. Would you would you say that's probably true, Danny? Um well, I have done a lot of horror. And I feel like I'm kind of, I found my niche in horror and I'm really happy sticking with the horror. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I 
I think I labeled it because people were calling me screen queen. I was like, I don't think I've done enough <laughs> to have mm. that label. I don't think, you know, I think I'm not worthy of it. I don't think I deserve it. So I was like, maybe a princess. I mean, yeah, now, now I have done a lot more. Um, but still, I don't think as many as it looks like on IMDb because sometimes things pop up and you're supposed to do something and then they don't happen and it doesn't, you know, no one takes it down. So, I mean, don't necessarily go by IMDb. Um, mm. and, and I think until things are released, I just don't really say it. Well. If sure. I'm filming, I talk about them. But yeah, a lot of things kind of get put there and don't. Well, the fact that, that people want to, to hire you to be the screen princess, if you like, uh, shows that obviously people believe you feel fulfill that role uh, as I, think it, it, I think it's great that danny it would do this kind of thing to be a, a screen princess because there's not been one sort of english i was going to say there isn't, ages. Is no. you've got to go back i suppose to like a lot of the old 70s yeah. stuff haven't you really like hammer uh, i suppose mm, well, yeah. I, I suppose the last one would have been probably scream like drew barrymore yeah that's not british though yeah but yeah but yes. no but i mean like but yeah screen you know, queen. yeah exactly yeah i mean yeah. i think there are you're right there's a lot in the states i mean i know well she's not american um australian the girl who was in ready or not and the babysitter she's oh, yeah. the weaving she's kind of carving out uh emma roberts kind of carved out, but they're, yeah they're yeah. all stateside um they're all they're all working out in the states. Um, yeah, yeah, you don't have much of it here. Well, you th- I think that fulfills you to be the queen, the next queen, yeah. then, Danny. Definitely. Do you think, Danny? Do you think the reason being is because there's a lot more sort of horror being produced in America and not in right. England? There's a lot more everything being produced. I mean, if you think of yeah. the size of the country compared to us, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, there's a big film industry here. Don't get me wrong, but obviously, we're you know, there's only so many people who can do things out there. You know, the UK can fit in to Texas like four times. So, um, you know, you just, you know, it's just much more of everything. Um, I think there's a big horror industry here, but it's very indie. You know, it's a lot. There's no, Mm. not many real high budget horrors being made here. Um, But, you know, there's a few. I can't really think of any kind of directors like, well, like Neil Marshall, I say, isn't there? Yeah, like, Neil Marshall. I can't yeah. think because obviously you've got to be like Wes Craven, you've yeah. got John Carpenter, mm. you've got George Ramirez. I can't really think of any English actors you'd think, oh, they're a horror director, to um, be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, but then whether it's because I know them, so I think, yeah. oh, yeah, do you know what I mean? Because you're, you're, you're in the inside, see, that's what it is. Yeah. See? <laughs> you're in the inside of the showbiz. With, with, us, with us oinks, we're just on the outside looking in. <laughs> but that, but that's a role you could fulfil, Danny, because you've fulfilled the role of uh, a writer, a producer, and starring in now in, in your movie Bad Moon Rising, which is on Amazon Prime, I believe. Yes, it's it's just been released actually earlier than earlier than I thought. Um, it was supposed to be released. Uh, well, it was supposed to originally be released this year to coincide with Horror on Seat because I've been promising them they could premiere it for I don't know, the six years it's been stuck in edit. I'm like, I'm promised the next year. I promised the next year, and we got stuck there for a while. And obviously, with the lockdowns and everything, and the apocalypse that we've just had, um, the guy who's edited for me, John Sellings, who's an amazing bit amazing vfx artist he edited for me um as a favor but obviously he had the time then on his hands to dedicate to it and we just kind of worked really hard within the lockdown kind of back and forth uh, over over emails and things and he's finished it um so then it was going to be released next year to coincide with horror and see but the distribution company vipco has been taken over and uh they decided to speed it up a little bit so literally last week they released it oh. It's, literally, it's funny because 
villains on sea, uh, sorry, uh, horror on sea is actually in our hometown. Yeah. Are you from South End? Yes. Yes, we are. Oh. You can tell by the accent, Danny. It's, it's, yeah. We, we know yeah, it's exactly. South End. It's like that. The Essex Have twang. I not met you? Have I not met you at Horror on Sea? Um, I've, well, Wayne's got a strange story about that. <laughs> well, yeah. One of them. Um, Was you there in 2017, Danny, if you can remember back that far? I've been there nearly every... There's one year I've missed because I was filming, but I've been. I've had films in there every year for the last six or seven years, I think. Oh, right. cool. Well... We, we in 2017 we was in the we actually commanded the bar area um it was actually my, my, unfortunately it was my father's wake and we had yeah, it in, in the bar at the, 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 the hotel it was and really uh, i think everyone experience. thought it was a bit bizarre i mean he loved that hotel and that's why we had it there but everyone thought it was yeah. a bit odd that we had horror on sea and people walking into <laughs> yeah, the it bar was. it's quite funny oh. looking at it now obviously it doesn't sound like it's fun but it's, <laughs> yeah, it sounds it a bit ironic weird. yeah i mean it doesn't sound like the best time you had no no no, no, no. no, 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 no but, it was quite strange going out later on and like looking through the dvds and blu-ray <laughs> to see what i've got and what i had but it means we won't forget it. It means that that exactly, is today. But right. can yeah. you tell us a bit about the premise behind Bad Moon Rising, Danny, and so, uh, inspiration? Well, actually, I was away filming a film called Christmas Lay. I was in Bulgaria and uh, we had a day off. And so myself and one of the other cast members, we went out with the sound guy, actually, and we were just wandering around. We had these old phones when I think iPhones just started having good cameras. And he was just filming some found footage. We found this disused school. So obviously what you do, go in. And there's like a big hole in the floor. And we kind of go up to it. And then we hear like this growl. So we just kind of go running. And he keeps filming it. Um, and I was actually, I was like, I mean, then we get to the end of the road and we're just laughing. Cause I'm like, it's got to, I've got to have been a bear. Obviously it would have been a bear. We don't know what it was. Um, and I basically wrote it around that. I was like, well, what if it was like a werewolf thing? What if it, you know, people were in Bulgaria doing something and I wrote the film around that and we were going to use that scene but then actually last minute we ended up changing the actress who was in that scene with me um so I had to rewrite everything um, and we shot it in Essex we shot it in Epping Forest it's meant to be Bulgaria. oh is that where it is cool it is yeah. in Epping Forest <laughs> so I just gorillaed it I, mean, I don't know if that's legal but I just I was like come on then guys let's go we shot it over eight days so we did like four consecutive weekends um in Epping Forest and I mean we've shot in a few different places we used like my old drama school let me use use one of their buildings actually for for the Bulgarian Lodge and um so I mean basically it was written around something and then it was just we just changed I just changed it all so I mean yeah I mean because then it's like a film that came out of nothing because it originally there was a point to it but but it's a werewolf it's, film and it's fun and it was yeah it was it was quite a good experiment actually because we did it on i think the budget the total money was like three grand we did no it way on. yeah and that <laughs> was you can't even buy a used cortina for no, that i was gonna say <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> it was basically feeding people making sure everyone's happy so paying for people's travel and paying for you know we i think we paid for one of the locations and like the makeup and anything you know costume and feeding people and you know, I went and bought all the costume myself and then I had friends actually catered. So we were going out and doing the food shop and actually the food was really good, much better than a lot of film sets because it was, you know, all home cooked, <laughs> nice food. Um, but actually everybody was coming up to you saying this is like the nicest experience I've had on set. We're really enjoying ourselves. And I think the difference is because everyone was, everyone was like, you know, they're all on deferred payments. If it makes any money, we all get paid. Yes. Um, but mm. everyone was there because they wanted to be there, which yeah. is a massive difference to when people are there just because they're getting paid and they don't really care. And, 
you know there was everyone worked so hard and it was cold we filmed in february in like the forest in england and um, and it was freezing but everyone kind of soldiered through and it's you i've I've seen you say on another uh interview before danny that what you really enjoy about the independent film say is that is the camaraderie and the friends you make while you're doing these films is that would that be right yeah absolutely i mean originally i ended up in horror because i was asked i was i was actually presenting something um a ghost hunt and some of the crew were actually making horror films and they kind of said oh do you want to do this do you want to do this well like, you know once they found out it was a drama school and it all kind of went from there like and it's and a lot of it's been word of mouth like i've done auditions i i don't love them and i tend to get work i get better work when it's not auditions when i do auditions i'm just useless um <laughs> But you tend to work with the same people again and again. Like, obviously, if you get a nice working relationship with somebody, then they're going to rebook you. And I've, you know, there's a few directors I've worked with time and time again. Um, And as much, it's nice working with new people, but you just kind of build these relationships and friendships. And the horror world, it's like some little family. And I think you guys being from South End, horror on sea is like literally a family reunion every year because you see Mm. the same faces and you may not see those faces for, you know, for the rest of the year. And you kind of see what people are doing on social media, but everyone kind of just really comes together. And it's, it's just such vibe. Everyone just gets on. Everyone's nice. There's no... I don't know. There's no real competition, like I think maybe with other actors and other directors. Just everybody seems to kind of be rooting for each other, and it's just really nice. Yeah, not like work, then, mm. is it? It's, 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 it I think takes it away. No, not at all. No, no. It's not like work. And <laughs> no, if, if it think... was, if it was really like work, I wouldn't be able to do it. So I wouldn't be able to afford. My mortgage <laughs> no, for sure. It's, you know, it's a lot of. That's the thing. A lot of it is low budget, and you get paid, but you don't get paid a lot. And it's not like you're working all of the time. So I mean, I'm lucky. I've got other bits and bobs that kind of keep me going so mm. so that i can do i can you know i can pick and choose the ones i want to do mm. do you get um talking of like the location like bulgaria and stuff do you get a lot of inspiration from locations danny or is it you have an idea yeah. or you look at that and think that's really cool i could use that then it, it grows from there i mean yeah absolutely both i mean the first film i wrote i don't know if you've seen this one and if you haven't don't bother it's called serial caller and I used to work on Babe Station many moons ago. Um, and I was like, well, what if? And I think I was having a chapter on the camera crew. I was like, what if there was like a serial killer? And, you know, because I'm horror for me, I love the slasher movies. And and it's girls and it's boobs. Yeah. And it's a sla- <laughs> you know, it's What's a not to like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah. this is yeah, a perfect... I, I must admit, I, I don't think I'd bother watching it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, true. <laughs> but this is the thing. I was like, well, this is a perfect setting. And who's better to write this than me? Because, I, you know, I've worked You know there. what know, it's about, you know. yeah. Yeah, and so I wrote the original script. And Yeah, you, well, you are we, a woman. Yeah, exactly. I wrote the original script. And then we... I mean, I worked with a director who had different ideas and then we got an investor who was a bit nuts um, and he wrote himself into it and he wrote some different scenes and he took out some of the really good scenes and I was kind of sneaking them back in and, <laughs> and it, we kind of had to compromise. <laughs> to, you know, he, he fully funded it. We all got really well paid. That's the best pay I've ever had doing any film. Um, but Brilliant. we lost all the creative control. So this is what I'm saying. If you watch it, you just have to, like if I watch it with you, I'd be literally pointing out, so that shouldn't have been like that. And this is how that should have been. And, you know, What's I that mean, called, Daddy? What's the name of the movie? Yeah. Serial, serial Caller. Serial Caller. Serial Caller. I don't, I don't even know if it's on Prime or anywhere now. I don't know. But I mean, I'm sure you can illegally find it somewhere on the internet. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, that obviously I had the inspiration because I knew what the studios were like so I could write around, you know, and then we had to create it. But 
yeah, often we find, you know, I'll be on a shoot or I'll where and I'll be like this would be the perfect place for that and then you always keep it in your mind and if you're writing then you know when I'm writing scenes if I have a place in mind and I know you know where the entrances and exits and everything that has to happen but also at the same time I can write things with no idea yeah. and then 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 you know you may have to change it unless you can fully build your set you may just have to like change things around when it comes to filming so what have you got coming up Danny what are you working on currently uh, I've got so much going on now. Um, obviously, everything last year was postponed. Um, so I've got all of the stuff that's postponed. How did you feel about that, Danny? Well, was that was that a struggle for you? Well, I didn't really mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the rest. <laughs> I quite like it. Um, I, uh, so I actually got a film in, in January last year. I did uh, a film called Eating Miss Campbell, which we're actually <laughs> now going to shoot some more stuff a little bit later this year. So that's with Liam Regan, who I shot uh banjo with banjo, or my bloody yeah. banjo i think i think they changed names so mm. his next film i'm playing the same character as i played but it's not a follow-on it's just completely different story like it was set in the same world the same some of the same characters but you know just just different so anyway, i'd already mm. got a film in, in january so for me i always like to you know if you start the year and you get lots in then you can kind of relax with india because i never want a year where i feel like i'm not doing anything yeah. and then obviously lockdown happened and i shot one scene and i shot it myself for Tony Marden's film, The Witches of the Sand. Um, so I felt like last year, you know, I got two films in early, then we got locked down. I actually ran away up north and stayed with one of my friends for the first month because he's by the sea and I just kind of went for beach runs every day. And nice. then I was like, I probably need to go and like resume life, thinking obviously we'd, we'd come out of lockdown soon after a month because, you know, crazy mm, people yeah. thinking that would happen. Um, but to be honest, then it was like spring, summer, I had a really nice time. I was just <laughs> meeting up with a couple of friends that I don't think we're supposed to, but outside and we were going on hikes and doing lots of yeah. outdoorsy stuff. So I actually didn't mind and I have other bits and pieces I can do from home. So for me, I think I had it a lot easier than I think I a lot think of people. I think as well, Danny, to be honest, with, with the kind of productions you do, some of those are kind of on all streaming things. So when people are mm. at home and not doing anything, they can watch your stuff. Yeah. You know, That's the cinemas true, aren't actually. closed. Yes, I didn't think of that really because people were true. watching stuff that they'd probably never watch because they were trying to find stuff they wanted to, to see. Well, I'm struggling. Um, I feel like even now, like I'll, I, on an evening, I want to like I like binge watching a series, and I cannot yeah. find a series on Prime or Netflix that I really want to watch. Like I want, you know, I'm like, oh, what can I watch? And I can spend an hour scrolling and finding nothing. Yeah. I actually use the time as well to do a lot of writing. So I actually mm. wrote. I suppose horror on sea did happen last year. So I went to Pat Higgins's uh, How to Write a Movie in Thirty Days class. Um, mm. So to give me some inspiration, and I left that, and I actually did write during lockdown, a first draft of a feature film script. Um, I co-wrote a six-part series with one of my friends, Cheryl. Um, and that's, it's not really horror. It's like a witchy thing, but it's kind of comedy, really, comedy drama. Yeah, so well, we we kind of planned the whole thing, co-wrote the six episodes during, um, oh, my phone, during <laughs> lockdown. And we're also just about to launch a murder mystery business. And we've written all the scripts for that as well. So we actually cool. kept really busy. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think if you use your time wisely, I quite like my own company. So when you say a murder home, mystery business, what's that? Yeah. What is that? I, I I don't actually know what that is. What what what? Well, oh, it's I don't, called yeah. Murder Mysteries yeah. Inc. And yeah, basically, it was it was her birthday in lockdown, and we were like, what can we do? And we found this murder mystery thing online where you could kind of 
you could download the packs and then you kind right. of cast your friends and we had to, to play it via Zoom. Oh, right. So when, yeah. Having done it, we were like, oh, the script wasn't that good. It was very difficult to follow because the instructions weren't very clear. And even as actors, we couldn't really follow the instructions. So for her other friends who, you well, know, I was going to say, how did we stand a chance if you couldn't do it? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more difficult. So we've, we've tried to come at it with a like, let's assume everybody hasn't got a clue and this is the script and this is the questions and this is everything you have to do. So we kind of designed, we've designed a few themes and we've written scripts. So for different, different amounts of players. Um, and we're just hmm. literally finishing up the website at the moment. And then that's going to go live, hopefully beginning of June. Um, it's hmm. called Murder Mysteries Inc. So if anyone then wants to do a murder mystery and it can be yeah, done either online. Out, won't we? Yeah. Well, it can, it'll be either done online so people can play it via Zoom with their friends if they want, or they can actually They're do it at a party. And, <clears throat> can actually yeah. do it in the room with everybody so yeah, everyone, you've got a choice i'd recommend that i've done similar things in hotel and things like that and it's been i've loved it so yeah it's a great idea that wine, your no. things going on in hotel yeah, okay. don't need to know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that. that's another story um <laughs> danny i you put I, from what i could see in bad moon rising there's a little bit of yourself in the character but obviously not the bits where you're getting <laughs> x files and x factor mixed up i'm not saying that but uh, which is quite funny and but you, there's bits i've seen you say before that you're um you're scared of spiders and you put that in there yeah um, i did and i think actually when i write characters i feel like there's a little bit of me in all of them and obviously <laughs> the character i like playing characters like lucy wait i mean she's a bit of a prima donna and she's but and i like those kind of exaggerated characters to say i'm not really like that <laughs> um, I feel like whenever I think to write anybody, you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes whenever yes. you're writing their dialogue. Yeah, yeah, it makes it real, more real, I um, suppose, isn't it? Kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I hate spiders. Well, one um, of the I other mean, things I, I noticed that you put into there, Danny, which I believe is is true, is that uh, your favourite film is is The Wizard of Oz. It is. <laughs> it is. And if you notice, Lucy's phone has got a Wizard of Oz phone case. Oh, I didn't It's those didn't small details, see, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's those small yeah. details. And I, I feel like I had a Wizard of Oz phone case for my character in Serial Caller as well. I actually don't that have a Wizard of Oz phone case. could be your trademark, Danny. Well, I think I it is, wizard, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I saw you... stumbled on something there. I, I saw you eloquently describe, because obviously it's a bit of an oxymoron, like the Wizard of Oz and horror actress and everything. So, you know, but I've seen you eloquently describe how... The Wizard of Oz can be considered a horror movie. Can you explain to Trev, Danny, how you how you put that across? Yeah, because I'm struggling here, to be honest. Yeah, you can't get it. But the gang, they put yeah. the gang together, don't they? Yeah. Where did you see this? Because there is a quote from a newspaper which literally <laughs> knocked the, which hit the nail on the head. Uh, well, it is. The, 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 the flying monkeys, don't tell me they're not terrifying. The witch is <laughs> yeah, very no, scary. Are. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, it, it's something about... It's a film where a woman like goes out to kill another one to exact revenge over a pair of shoes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is, yeah. Like that. They put so, put I a mean, gang together to go and to kill the other witch and yeah. everything else. Yeah, and I'd never yeah. thought of it like that. But then I could kind of see why. You know, you could be who you are. I didn't you know. make it up. I saw it, and it, it was a, it's a quote in the newspaper. I think I just changed it. <laughs> Used it for yourself. It's a good quote <laughs> anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it's, but the Wizard of Oz too. Like the Return to Oz. Don't tell me that's not terrifying. The Wheelers and those mombie yes. heads. Oh, yeah, yes, they are. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty yeah. kind of... Oh, there you go, Trip, the, you'll never the, see Michael, the same. No, the Michael <laughs> Jackson remake, The Wiz, is quite terrifying just because it's so oh, that, bad. Oh, yeah, there's terrible. a lot of reasons for that. Yeah, but... Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, we won't go. Yeah. We won't go. Danny, we, actually, we, we weren't going to say beforehand, but um, we've got... We, what we do, we have a segment each week 
and it's called Test the Guest. And I've, we've chosen <laughs> the subject of, of The Wizard of Oz because it's always a subject that's close to the, the guest's heart. Yeah. And what you do is you just take on Trev and we just try and make Trev look silly, basically, because he's out of his comfort zone with it. Oh, you Don't worry. I mean, we've had guests get three out of three wrong. It's not, not this. It's, yeah. it's just a bit of fun. Will you be okay yeah, to take part? None of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, have a go. It's only, <laughs> it's only three questions each. Oh, what if I look silly? Go uh, on. No, we won't you do that. We'll edit it differently. Won't. We'll do it. We'll you get it. You have to be really low to get worse than me. <laughs> really well, low. We've got a little intro. Don't, please don't be shocked when you hear this, uh, Danny. Test the guest. I'm going to test the guest. I'm going to test the guest. I'm going to test the guest. Test the guest. That's a, sorry about that. That's just yeah. that's a throwback to uh, Reeves and Mortimer to be kind honest, of era. Danny, you'll probably hear that now and write our next script. <laughs> yeah, probably will. Yeah, yeah. 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 It'll be just that on the phone, like you know, in Screen where Drew Barrymore picks it up, and that's yeah. what'll come on the phone. You'd be like, oh, just well, we had a guest thought that I was doing that live, didn't they? I'm going to write a scene <laughs> in the next film where you two are like interviewing the character or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. Yeah. It does freak yeah. people out. But, uh, yeah, it does. So we've got six questions. The first question's to you, Danny. And it's multiple choice, so it gives you that little bit of hope. Oh, there. okay. Uh, so first question, why did Miss Gulch want to t- take Toto away? Was it because he ripped her clothes or she wanted him for herself? She said he bit her. Or she wanted to sell him for money. He bit her. That's a good start. There we go. Now it's time for it. Yeah, <laughs> no pressure. This is no good pressure. fun because I've not given Trevor multiple choice, so he gets it wrong on purpose. Oh. At the at the end, when the wicked witch was melting, she shouted, "Who'd have thought a good little girl like you could destroy my beautiful what?" As a blank, Trev, like blankety blank. What is it? <laughs> a be- destroy my, my beautiful. Just pick a word because you're not going to know, are you? Face. Uh, no, Danny, do you, do you want to go at that one? To destroy my beautiful... I don't know if I did. I know she... No, who could have thought a girl that you could destroy my beautiful... I don't know. It's it's actually... I knew this one would throw people out, but it's actually wickedness. So it wasn't oh. a feature as such. Ah, but this, okay. is, this is for Trev. <laughs> right, well, we like to hear that on this show. Um, <laughs> question three, Danny. The scarecrow's plan to save Dorothy involved the lion going in to save her. The lion asked the scarecrow and the tin man to promise him one thing. What did the lion say? Was it, talk me out of it, please come with me, please don't make me do it, or never forget me? Talk me out of it. No pressure, Trev. Racking these up now. If you don't get this, you're not even going to get a draw. Um, (laughs) Question four to Trev. What did the scarecrow say when he got his diploma from the wizard? Was it, he stated the Pythagorean theorem. I can't even say (laughs) it. He recited the first (laughs) 10 digits of pi. He claimed E equals MC squared, or he listed the perfect squares. Trev, have you gone? Have you gone googling it or something? No, I haven't. Got, <laughs> <'cause> I, haven't <laughs> I haven't got a foggiest, mate. I well, really you haven't. Got four, just what? What is it you're saying oh. then? Why are you trying whatever to? B- where are you drawing from? Whatever B was. Whatever B. B. He recited B. the first ten digits of pi. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. There's another one for you, Trev. Do, do you know that one, Danny? I think it's a Pythagoras theory, is it? Yes, oh, you get a bonus right. point for that. <laughs> you certainly know the Wizard of Oz, Danny. Oh um, dear. Question five. I've got that feeling you've been walked over. Yes, we like right. it like that. It's, it, it waits for better, better listening, Trev. Um, how did the scarecrow, the lion, and the tin man get inside the witch's castle to save Dorothy? 
was it the lion distracted the guards and they snuck in. They climbed in through the window. They dressed up as guards or Glinda the Good Witch to use her magic to get them in. That's for you, Danny. They, Sorry. They dressed up as guards. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I might have actually got that one. Oh, here we go. He always says that. Um, <laughs> question six, Trev, just to finish right. it off a drubbing, hopefully. When Dorothy was leaving Oz, who did she say was going to miss the most of all? Was it the lion, the scarecrow, the tin man and the wizard? The lion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't just keep guessing. It wasn't even. D- Danny, did you know that one? It's a scarecrow. Yes. Oh, I would have got it right anyway. <laughs> there you go, Danny. Nothing to worry about. That's a, that's a full house, and uh, we made Trev look silly. So I'm, I'm, sad I I get, even... I'm sad I didn't get the witch question right, though. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but that, to be fair, that's, you know, asking to pick a a word out the air then it's not to be honest it makes me think have I actually seen The Wizard of Oz I think you would know if you've seen it I hope you have that's ridiculous of course I have but it made me look like I didn't oh well (laughs) what film was that well you 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 know we wouldn't expect you've watched it for quite a long time Trev let's dig you out of trouble yeah okay thank you (laughs) Trev you got a question yeah um, to be honest um when I was a kid, I, I was really into kind of horror effects, like prosthetics and that kind of thing. I used to have Fangoria posters all over my wall and stuff. Um, have you ever had a role where you've actually had quite a bit of prosthetics applied to you and like sat for hours having that kind of work done, Danny? And is, is it something that would interest you if you hadn't? Um, so I've had, as far as like silicone pieces and things, um, I've had, I've done a few things where I have had bits, nothing like major, major, although I did a film called Mannequin, which, um, is an edit now we shot it, I think 2019. Um, and I was in the makeup chair for about three hours every day for that. And it wasn't so much pathetic. I can't say the word. Um, I think (laughs) I had a couple of pieces attached to my skin and then lots of latex and it was basically a lot of burn on my face and then the rest of me was painted white and it was the white stuff that took so long because mm. it was so hot and it was melting and yeah. that mm. was about three hours a day um, yeah. and then you'd shower we were actually camping we had to camp on set which was really fun I actually really enjoyed it but the campsite showers you're trying to shower it off in there without mirrors and kind of you still got paint <laughs> here or whatever but I mean I don't mind I'd actually I mean I'd love to do that kind of thing like I'd love to play because I always end up playing characters generally that look like me um, yeah. I'd quite like to play like a real, you know, a real horrific demon or something, you know, like the Buffy mm. demons and things where, and I don't yeah. mind sitting in prosthetics for a long time. When I did Banjo, we did, um, I had to have my head cast because there's a scene which didn't make the actual film because they ended up keeping the character alive. Um, and I think there's going to be a director's cut and I think they're using it and I think they're going to kill her in this one. So I think mm. it's going to be a different ending. But that I actually had to have my head cast for, and that was horrible. I can imagine. <laughs> I've seen so, so many documentaries about this kind of stuff, and when they do that, it just looks so claustrophobic. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, really I thought they said, are you claustrophobic? And I thought I'd be fine. I was like, no, I wear face masks all the time. I'm thinking it's just going to be like a face mask. But they literally, I think because they cover your ears with the stuff, and they cover your mouth, and then they cover your eyes, and it's like, so there's no, like, I can't even look at someone or you, and you can't see anything. And you, it's weird how you're not being able to use any of those kind of senses or, you know, you're not being able to speak. I ended up kind of bursting my hand out of the stuff and like wiping off my mouth. So they've ended up melting the mouth, but I was like, <laughs> I need to be able to breathe. And I think even though they don't, 
they didn't put straws in my nose, which I think they do to some people, so you can breathe. They didn't, and even though my nostrils were not covered, it's still like when it starts getting harder, it starts feeling like you, you know, you're not going to be able to breathe. So yeah, I, I was like, I'm never doing that again. No. I mean, I would if they asked me to, but it's, um, yeah, I, when I'd they don't use not. it, it could be soul destroying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we actually shot that scene twice as well. So that was the messiest scene in that film. And then they decided they wanted it in a bigger location, did it again, and then they decided not to use it. But, I mean, they did it so they'd keep the character alive. Yeah, right? so there's a the chance point. of a sequel. Well, well, she's back in eating Miss Campbell, so, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, and also, Danny, you, you have a very informative vegan blog, The Vegan Vamp, is it called? Uh, well, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've kind of taken it down at the moment because, Another thing I did in lockdown is um, well, I actually had my Reiki levels one and two, like the year before. Um, and just through lockdown to keep me busy, I took a few different holistic courses, the crystal healing, aromatherapy and animal Reiki, actually. And I'm kind of changing it to something that's going to be more holistic and not because it was really hard running a vegan blog. Yeah, cool. Started off just recipes and it was like there's only so much I can cook that's different and I'd, I'd have to eat a different thing every day to, you know, to keep it up. Keep, then yeah. it was going to be reviews and it was going to be all different things and everything of course closed down. So that was hard. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm sort of revamping it. So I'm actually going to change the name. I don't know what to, the, the Facebook and the Insta and Twitter and everything at the moment is still vegan vamp life. Um, but I'm, yeah, I don't want to change it too. I need something that kind of incorporates everything and I haven't worked that out yet. So no, oh, that's fair enough. Transitioning. So maybe, can we ask just like, what if you had to bust some myths about veganism, if you like, what, what would you mm-hmm. say are the main myths that you could bust? Well, the whole we can't get protein myth um, <laughs> is, is a crazy one because there's protein in beans and peas and so many things that you eat. Um and I mean, look at a gorilla and tell me that it doesn't get its protein. Exactly. So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, to be honest. There you go. Um, but no, that's so. That's basically something else that people can look out for, especially we like to cover as many bases as we can, Danny. So um, oh. obviously, so we'll look out for that. Where where can people go? Where's the best place to find out what you're doing, Danny, and uh, what you're up to? The best place is probably my social media. I mean, my website. I don't update as much as I should. So if you do want to check my website out, it's danny-thompson.com. Um, on all the social media sites, it's at Miss Danny Tees. So right. I'm probably easier to, to for up-to-date stuff. That's where to go. That's and I keep promising myself I'll update everything else and just everything else gets in the way. So. Did, didn't you do some music for the Bad Moon Rising as well, Danny? Didn't you? you did, I did. Do the theme tune? Yes. So Another I, string recorded to your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded a song with uh, Will Metheringham um, for the Pumpkins soundtrack, which was Maria Metheringham's film. Yes. And then he was like, because I, I just said, yes. They said, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, because I just thought it'll be fun. And I always like the thought of being a pop star when I was little. Um, <laughs> Who and <doesn't>? then <laughs> Exactly. And then he wrote some more songs. And he was like, I've written these songs. What do you think? Do you want to do an EP? And then I'm like, yes. Because I just say yes to things because I just want to have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it ended up being an album because you just like to keep writing these songs and they don't work for our band and they kind of work for you. So we've actually made a start on recording album two now. Oh, excellent. But we did, he did write Bad, oh, Blood Red Moon. He wrote that especially for Bad Moon Rising and he actually scored it as well. I was going to say, right, uh, before, uh, all the tracks, didn't he? Uh, I think three or four of them, isn't there? 
Yeah, I think two of my songs made it in there. I'm not sure if they, I'm not sure. Um, to be honest, I've, I've just lost track of it. Honestly, when you're, when you're watching the edit of a film happening, every stage of edit, it comes back to you and then you're like, yes, no, make changes to this. And you send it back and you have to watch it all again. And so I've watched it just <laughs> so many times. I just don't even know what's going on with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair enough. But I'd say to everyone, just obviously it's on Prime, so it's easily accessible. And I'd say that, it, it so get on Prime, watch Bad Moon Rising so you can see Danny's work herself. And we look forward to seeing more of your work, Danny, moving forward. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, I've got loads filming this year. I'm about. I think I've got more days on Eating Miss Campbell. I've got something called the House That Zombies Built to film this year. One called uh, Blood Demons. Um, what else have I got? I mean, certainly, certainly not one for rom coms, are so you, Danny? No, I'm not one for rom-coms, but which is because I've got a big thing and that that's actually um with lots of lots of horror names. You should have to look up Tony Marden. He seems to have wrote everybody into that movie. Um Blood Will Be Blood. Um I've got so many filming this year, I've i will forget half of them. I'm literally my diary as of June, just the pocketbook of superstitions, I've got that next month, and Mosaic with um with some South Enders. Oh um, wow. Churchyard Patterson and uh Mike Holiday. Excellent. No, Southend, put himself end on the map, Danny. That's good. We like that. We'll put links to um, everything you're doing on, on the website and on the episode as well, Danny. Um, and obviously, as we say, we look forward to, to what you're doing in the future. And we really thank you for joining us today. Um, Thanks for having me. And, um, and hopefully we'll see you at Horror on Sea very soon. Yes, January. In January, yeah. Let's yes. just, hope we have a summer first. Let's have a summer first. Let's have a summer first. <laughs> right. We've got that to look forward to in the winter. Thanks so much, Danny. Thanks for joining us today. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Trev, where'd you go? You left me on my own on the last question you asked. I was so scared, mate. I was so scared. You know I'm very nervous around women, yes. so I kind of had to come away. I, I hid behind my couch. Oh dear! I it was like going we, back. You it was asked like a question. Back to the old <laughs> I mean, all jokes was, to one it side. Like, it doesn't happen very often. I think it's happened twice in the episodes we've done so far. There was a technical mm. hitch. The connection with was, Trev. I disappeared for and a while. He asked a question to Danny, and she was answering mm. it, and I saw him freeze on Zoom, and I'm like in panic stations mode because you, you yeah, start to lose well, focus. Though. And I had yeah, a choice. Well. In the olden days of podcasting, I would have gone. Uh, excuse me, can I? cut off and uh, try and get reconnect with Trev <laughs> exactly, yeah. and he'd get on but I yeah. thought no Danny Danny's too 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 a good a guest to do this to exactly, so I just that. continued as if yeah. nothing had happened but inside yeah. I was like a, a gibbering wreck so yeah that's what happened yeah. to Trev near the end <laughs> he didn't yeah. just like he, he wasn't scared really he wasn't he was a true no, I, no, I, 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 I was I was sort of hovering around in podcast la la land just <laughs> you know did you, so, but yeah I come back in the end I did get back in well there, you so. you looking forward to seeing Dark Moon Rising hence my yeah. at the start of the film because obviously yeah, it's a yeah, werewolf film yeah, yeah very good yeah um, yeah, I am um, as you said lovely lady wasn't she yep. nothing to be scared of no nope. you know um, very open honest and, and about the, yeah, exactly. the indie movie yeah, scene knowledgeable career and stuff I just think it's great that we should have I know obviously she was born in Australia but she lives in London and stuff and it's been since she was two isn't of, she Ignoring yeah her. so it's like the homegrown screen princess or queen because there's been so many good ones over the years like the ones that always come to mind for me like Fenella Fielding in Carry On Screaming in that red dress yes the velvet one and hair yeah amazing that's my favourite Carry On film really and Sid James isn't in it you know so that says says something Um, and obviously you had Ingrid Pitt the Wicker Man 
Yes, good point. You know, great. Um, Carolyn Monroe. Yeah. The Navy Rum Girl, Dracula AD, nineteen seventy two. How good, brilliant. I had such honesty, so man. Some, some... When I was a kid, <laughs> I had such a crush on Carolyn Monroe. Really? Such a crush. I used to actually collect the back of the magazines with uh, the Navy Rum adverts. There's only one page now, though, isn't there? But mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, only because it's so old, it's fallen to pieces. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. I suppose. I suppose the modern ones, as I mentioned in the thing, like with Drew Barrymore. And Courtney yeah. Cox in Scream. I think the other one, yeah, Carrie, Sissy Spacek in Carrie. Yes, yes. you're right. Yeah, bang, I forgot about that one. Um, and really, the other one that was a really big influence on me when I was a teenager was Heather Langenkamp in oh, uh, uh, Elm, Elm, Street. Elm Street. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street. And John I had, Saxon. Like, a, a big poster of her when I said about a Fangoria poster. Her dad was John yeah. Saxon, wasn't he? John Saxon. That was his, that was his, her dad. Yeah. Her dad, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah good um, idea. I actually had a big poster in my on my bedroom wall. Um, and I mentioned to Danny in the interview that I had Fangora, Fangoria posters. Um, I actually had one of Heather Langenkamp in like a ball gown and Robert England as Freddy Krueger in like a tuxedo and his bow tie was red and green. <laughs> Brilliant. With his arm around it. Brilliant poster. Really yeah. was. And that, yeah, that was great. And I love the way that her hair got greyer because yes. of the dreams and stuff. But I'd love to see Danny in those kind of sized well, horror movies. Can you believe it, how much they can make a film for? Three for thousand pounds to make Dark Moon yeah, Rising, which exactly. is showing on Amazon yeah. Prime right what now. What do you reckon our budget is if we film this? A tenner? Uh, tenner and a that'd Twix. be pushing it, Trev, yeah. But yeah, buy, and a buy a couple of coffee yeah, a couple of coffees and a Twix. Uh, I, I don't like sort of... coffee, man, do I? So it'd be a cup of tea, cup of char, <sighs> cup of tea and a coffee. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. And a Twix. Keep you t- At least yeah. we, if it was a Twix, we could have one bar each. That's true. Yeah, or one finger each. Well, I'm not even going there. I'm not going. Not going with your <laughs> smutty remarks. But uh, so, so the indie horror scene's thriving on low it's budgets. Great. You know, I, yeah. I think an indie film C, isn't it classed as under energy, ten million budget or something like that. I mean, something like Danny's that, in it? films yeah. that are costing a few grand. She. Uh, this yeah. isn't her main source of income. She's doing it. She loves no. doing it. Uh, she's yeah. honing her craft, isn't she? Um, yeah. You mm. know, and some of them films. She's she's also been an actress on TV roles. Uh, and, and yeah. which has led to this, and she can sort of pick and choose what she wants to do now, can't she? With from her right. presenting work and everything. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that, it must be great to just work on like passion project kind of thing. Yes, mustn't it? Yeah, a bit like this. Um, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I do this because that's all I've got it's in my charity, life. Charity, Trevor. You're going to say, aren't yes. you? Because you yes, feel sorry it is, for me. Yeah. yeah, that's all I've got. You yeah. know, it's like it's this. I just sit in the dark room, just growing a beard. Yeah, growing a beard—a very impressive like, one. Like, like, that. like I'm, like I'm cut, like castaway, cut off. Yes, cut off, lonely, dark room, and then like podcasting. There it is. It is found fun. it. Yeah, found it. There you go. Like you well, know, well, yeah. the, you know, but the guests are wanting to come on, Trev, and and thanks to Danny this for coming it. on today. Yeah, yeah, thank you, uh, Danny. It was really good. Really good show. Go and Loved see it. Dark Moon. Well, don't go and see it. You can see it from the comfort of your own room. Amazon exactly. Prime, Dark Amazon Moon Prime. Rising. See a film that's been yep. made in Epping Forest, if, especially if you're from yep. Essex. Uh, I really yeah, exactly. believed it was from Bulgaria. So that, you know, there you go. Mm. Special effects. Mm. Um, exactly. And, and <laughs> yes, support your indie, right, horror, so. uh, indie, horror, indie horror market, should I say. Yeah, uh, exactly. And yeah. maybe we'll see a horror on... Sh- Get down to Villains on Sea. And villains on sea. Horror on sea, yeah. And villains on sea. We might as well do both. We talk about villains on sea another episode. Because I always get those two mixed up. As always, everyone, we'll put all the links on the amlopodcast.com website. Hit the blue button, send us a message, send us a scream, send us a howl, see if you can beat my one. Uh, Completed it, mate. Let's move on. That's the end of the show. Next one. See you later. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a rating and review and visit our website at www.amlopodcast.com to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. Start living them good times. See you next time.